What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the First Timers Podcast Show, where we offer insight, tips, and advice for first-time or long-time home buyers, sellers, investors, and homeowners. I'm your host, Michael Timpani, Mikey T. Many, personal home consultant, builder, investor, homeowner, and licensed real estate agent. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at First Timers Podcast Show. So today, I want to talk about how to choose a real estate agent for a buyer, a seller, and an investor. Um, investors typically go with whoever's listing the home, and uh, I see many times they, they go with one person. Sometimes they choose an agent, and they run with that agent. But today, I really want to talk about buyers and sellers, like where they get their, um, where they get, where they find their agents, where they choose to uh, use their agents, stuff like that. I, I found some interesting stats online, and I think that these stats really um, hold, like, like, they hold a lot of weight because, um, from these stats, I see that a lot of people do not use a past agent. A lot of people don't use a past agent. That's that's kind of crazy if you think about it. And so many of these people only interview one agent. So if you have, you know, pretty much 80% of people not using a past agent and they were part of the 75% that only interviewed one, doesn't that give you a little clue into why you should interview more than one agent. I think it is very important to interview more than one agent. I say it all over everywhere. Interview, interview, interview. Um, So many people just go with, you know, whoever one shot agent that they find and they think it's not a big deal. But when you see the numbers and what people are doing and not doing, um, I think it's pretty interesting and it shows you that you should be doing your homework, you should be interviewing, and um, that who you choose really matters. So I'm going to go into this. Let's let's just hit it. All right. So 60% of sellers find their agents from a referral source. So that referral source is your friends, family, um, social media friends, whatever. Um so we have a referral source. That referral source is actually broken down into two things. It's from friends, family, and it's also from your past agent. So 40% is from your friends and family and, and people that, you know, your coworkers and stuff. The other 20% is from a past agent. Uh, 4% comes from an open house. And others include website, social, phone, sign, direct mail. Um, An interesting thing is less than 2% comes from those calendars that they drop off on your door and from the newspaper. So for for agents out there, I mean, these numbers are pretty much saying that money that you're spending for those magnetic calendars that you're dropping off at doors, it really means nothing. Um, Unless you're building up your little, your sphere, you're really just wasting money. So I, I just want to break down 20% of sellers find it from past agents. 
you would think if, if you're a seller, so obviously you were a buyer at one time. Now, some people, maybe their agents are not around any longer because they've been in the house for a while. Hey, listen, you could buy a house in three years from now. Your agent's not in business. Uh, but it, it, it still surprises me that that is such a low number on the selling end that sellers would rather go to a referral source or somebody new than their past agent. Now, listen, I could maybe maybe this is just the angle that I'm reading this at, but I, I think it's just very interesting when you see these numbers, how you have 20% of people using their past agent over, I mean, so 80% are using something else, all right? Um, when you go to buyers, you have 40% are using referrals um, from friends and family, coworkers, stuff like that. 12% are using past agents that maybe the, they purchased at one time or not. 7% from an open house, 7% from websites. So on the buying end, the open houses and the websites, um, they do hold a little more weight. Um, definitely, um, the truth is when you're open, when you're doing open houses, I mean, you're hoping that you're going to get a buyer in there to buy the house. But a lot of times it's a great lead generating source for the agent. Um, it gives exposure to the house. So there's a lot of benefits. Um, but I think a lot of the benefit lies on the agent. Um, so when you, when you break down these numbers, it's just, it's just crazy when you look. 12% using it from past for buyers, 20% from past agents for sellers. And then you go to the interview. Like, how many times do people interview how many agents? 72% of people interview one agent, 15% interview two, 9% interview three, and 2% interview more than three. So 15% of people are interviewing only one, I mean, two agents. I mean, it's it's insane that the biggest purchase of your life, you just many times go with option one. Um, but how many of the same people go with option one when they're choosing a laptop, a TV, something that costs $2,000, a car? People go shopping for weeks for cars. Um it, it just, it boggles my mind that the biggest investment of many people's lives, they will just go with option one, be upset with option one, and go with option one again the second time around when they get it from another referral source. Um, so, I mean, when you're doing these numbers, it should tell you before you look to choose an agent, and I'm not saying that option one is a bad option. But what's wrong with going and talking to option two, three, and four? Like, really, it's not that much time. Uh, And this goes for your mortgage people, your attorneys, for title, for whoever you're using as a professional. You know, it's always good to get another opinion. It's so good. I try to give my clients multiple um, names of professionals 
so that they could choose which one works with them best. If I'm referring a mortgage company, I may refer three or four and I say, hey, listen, you know, I think, uh, you know, Amy might be great to work with, um, but maybe you're going to do better with Chuck or, or Jeff. Um, there's so many different options and there's so many different people that jive differently and so many different products that work better for certain people. You should not be held down by option one and done. Um, 72% of people using option one. That just boggles my mind. I know that when I was a new agent, it was awesome that, you know, my friends and family were using me. Um, my referral source is always built up from friends and family. That's how many agents make their, their living. And what better of a recommendation coming from a friend or family member. But that does not mean that that recommendation should be solely of option one and just done. You know, maybe maybe you love option one and you're, you're going to use option one, but why not talk to agent two, agent three, see the experience level. Maybe there's something that agent two does that you could say to agent one and say, hey, listen, do you know this other agent? I really like the way they do X, Y, Z. Is there any way you could incorporate that into our working relationship? And many times they're going to do that. You know, they'll be more than willing to do that. Um, but you don't know if that's something you like until you experience it and check out another agent. Um, you know, maybe the agent you're working with is way too heavy on social media. You don't want them to publicize what you, you're doing. Okay, cool. So that's the conversation that you have. Maybe you have an agent that you want to be more social with. Maybe there's an agent that likes to use the phone and, you know, to call and you like to text. Or maybe you like to email and they like to text. Just make sure that you're just working on the same page. But the only way to know that is by talking to multiple agents, checking out their social media, seeing how they communicate, see how they communicate with you. You know, take your time to learn about your agent and then you can move forward from there. If you're selling, listen, if if you're looking at certain agents online just saying you're like, oh man, I like the way that they market that house. I like the photos. I like this. I like that they did that. And then you look at the agent that you're probably using, you're going to use, and they don't do any of that. It, it's probably not going to change once they become your agent. So make sure your style, your wants, your needs are expressed to the professional that you're looking to use. And that goes for your mortgage company, your home inspector, your contractor, the whole nine yards. But right now we're talking about real estate agents. So don't be a part of the 72%. Why not be a part of the 15 or the 9% that, that look up that interview two or three um, agents. I think it's very, very important. Um, and so now let, let's go into a couple things. I, I pulled up what most of you may look up online if you're trying to find out, you know, how do I choose the right real estate agent? So what website is more widely used than Zillow? So I'm going to give you some thoughts on what Zillow says, and I'm going to give my own two cents on stuff. So 
Zillow has a few steps to finding the right real estate agent. Okay, so check out local housing market in person. So I'm, you know, I'm assuming they're saying drive around, see who is on the signs. Uh, mingle with agents at open houses. Compare agent reviews. Ask for referrals. Interview at least three agents. This is one thing I am in complete agreement with. Interview at least three agents. Ask the right questions. Share your communication preferences. Clarify your motivation for selling or buying. Discuss a selling strategy and request a quote. So I guess more or less the quote is, you know, what are you looking to charge me commission-wise or whatever that may be to sell your property. Um, So checking out the local housing market. If you're riding around and you see a ton of signs with John Smith on there, that dude might be a powerhouse lister, but if he's got 30 listings in the area, unless he has a team there, how is he able to give you crazy, crazy um, you know, attention? Just because someone has a lot of signs, that doesn't mean that they are a great buying agent. Um, I have my own opinion on someone that has a ton of signs or you know, they have 30, 40, 100 listings. If, if, if I have 30 listings going as much as that's amazing commission for me, I can't give the attention to 30 listings as if I have five or 10, um, it's impossible. If I have, after a certain point, you have to have a team and what it comes down to is having that gut feeling. If that agent has that many listings, are they truly working for your best interest or are they going to try to unload the property? That's how I feel. I may be wrong, you know, and, and, but I think, you know, if, if I had 30 listings and I need to move this product at times, you're probably go, like you, there, you just don't have enough time to concentrate on 30 individual properties to say, no, 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 that value is that. And we're not moving. You, you're probably more likely going to say, Hey, well, do you know what? All right. It, it's, we, we, could, we could sell it for that. Yeah, that makes sense. And maybe you're letting the buying agent do more of the work and they're talking your seller into the price. Um, so as as great as it is to say, okay, John Smith has 100 listings in this town, that necess- doesn't necessarily mean that they are the best agents for you. Um, it happens around here in my area, New Jersey. There's certain people that are like, they're they're everywhere. But you hear horror stories and you hear horror stories because the people are part of the 72% that only interview that one agent and then they end up hating them. And then they're the 20% that might use them again. Like, don't be a part of that 72% and have a horror story because you just went with John Smith with 100 signs in the neighborhood. Interview a couple. See what, what makes John Smith. You might not even meet up with John Smith when you call up, you might meet up with one of his team members, which, hey, listen, teams are great. They have work, different ways of working, different organization, and see if that works for you. But that may not work for you. You may want an individual agent that's going to hold your hand through the whole process. So that's up to you to figure out. Um, mingle with, uh, they're saying mingle with listing agents at uh, open houses. Not always at an open house are you going to find the listing agent. Sometimes you're going to find an agent that works for the same company that's trying to generate some leads, trying to create some business. Um, but that's a great thing, actually. 
because those agents are hungry. They're looking for work. So I really don't find that as a, as a negative. So if you go around to open houses and you find someone that they tell you, listen, I'm not the listing agent. I'm an agent in the company. That's not a bad thing. You know, they're just trying to create work. They're working hard and they should be a part of maybe of the list of people that you want to interview. Don't do the interview there and sometimes meet up for coffee, go to Starbucks, see what they're all about, you know, see what their, their spiel is. What's their value proposition? You know, we're all selling real estate as agents, but what's your value proposition? You know, my value is my construction background. I know homes better than almost anybody because I build them. So that's my value proposition. So even at day one, when I had no experience in real estate, I had a value proposition. Maybe someone's value proposition is they're excellent at social and marketing, but they haven't done any work. That's great. They're still going to be able to help you in a different way. So that's what that that's that's what you learn by interviewing multiple agents. Um, agent reviews they're great, you know, but so many times there's almost a way of hacking the system. If you ask people at the right time when they're in the height of euphoria and they're happy about everything. And they write that review. Listen, you're going to get great reviews, but um, I, I think reviews don't match interviews. Like interview, interview, interview. Ask for referrals. Referrals are great because if you talk to someone five months after they de- they dealt with the agent, they're probably going to give you a more realistic view of how they felt about the process than if they filled out that customer review five days before closing. Um, interview multiple agents, definitely ask the right questions. I have some questions here that I'm going to share with you in a minute. I'm big about your communication preferences. If you like to text, if you like to call, if you like to email, let them know. If you want to text all day and night, let them know. Let them tell you, like, hey, listen, you could text me until eight o'clock at night, then I'm done. Okay, you know, have those conversations. Um, See how they like going back. If they're okay with you snapshotting pictures, sending it to them, whatever the case may be, figure out if your communication styles mix. It's just, it's a relationship. If you are oil and they are vinegar and you can't mix up for, for anything, there's no point of you staying in business together. All right. And then that comes to clear, clarify your motivation. I believe this. If you're a buyer, you know, let them know where you are in the process. If you're not pre-approved, you're really not far in the process. Let them know the motivation. Let them know your timeline. If you're looking for a second home and you're like, ah, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. Let them know because, listen, agents work for goose egg, nothing until closing. So they're out day upon day, hour for hour, spending gas, spending money, trying to find you a home so that they can make a living. So just keep your motivation, keep keep what you're doing up front so everybody has an equal playing field and knows what's going on, all right? And, and when you meet up with a selling agent, they should discuss their selling strategy and what they're going to do, if they're going to do open houses, brokers opens, if, it, if it's needed or wanted, um, if they're going to put up signs, marketing, the whole nine yards. So have that discussion up up front see if they're listen ask if they're using professional photography and look at their other listings see if they've done it all right so many agents don't want to do it 
this is the day and age of professional photography. People are on their cell phones, they're on the internet looking at the photos. What they see for the first one, two seconds matters. Make sure your photos capture the eye. All right, so here's a couple things I wrote down. Definitely ask friends and family for referrals. And not right after, but but really dig in. You know, hey, were you really happy with them? Or would you maybe want to use somebody else? Like, tell me what was what was great about using this agent? What was horrible about them? Like, ask them, just not like, hey, can you give me the, that agent? Yeah, yeah, here's John Smith. Like, no, like, really get into it, all right? Interview more than one agent. Ask a ton of questions when you're interviewing them, please. Um, some questions like, how many years have you been in business? That doesn't necessarily mean that they're, if you have a newbie, that they're just disqualify them. They may have some crazy value from outside of business that is going to help you that other agents can't. Um, you know, ask them what they were doing before real estate and how they got into real estate. Try to find out like their their, their motivation into real estate. Is this, uh, well, I'll just give it a shot type thing or was this a, a solid career move? Is this move so that they could truly help families? You know, try, find out their motivation. Interview them. Interview them like they're on a podcast, you know? Um, Ask how they like to communicate, what areas they like to work in. Listen, you might want to live in Monmouth County and you may find an agent in, I'm going to say, West Long Branch that's strong in West Long Branch. And now you're looking into uh, Wall Township. They don't want to go down there. It's 15 minutes, but they don't want to take the ride there. They're not comfortable with the area. Find out what areas your agents like to work in. Uh, I like working in a wide variety of areas. Uh, over the years, I've done construction in many areas. So I have a pretty good feel for my my counties, Monmouth, Ocean, Middlesex, even some of Mercer. Um, but get that information up front. Have that conversation. Um, see how busy they are, how many listings they have, how many clients they're working with. Um, like I said, if someone has 30 listings, 100 listings riding around, See how they handle that. How are they able to handle you and that? Do they have a team? Are they going to sign you a buyer's agent? Um, you know, what do they do? If they are a team, what makes them stand apart? Uh, even if they're not a team. The next thing is ask them, what makes you stand apart from other agents? Tell me what makes you stand apart. I want to know. All right. You know, you should be able to tell me, listen, I do this better than any other agent or or I will work harder than any agent because you're my only client. Um, let them tell you their biggest value coming to the table. I think it's very important. And if they can't answer these questions, I mean, come on. Like, they should be able to answer these questions for you. I truly believe that. And I think uh, a cool question is ask them what a typical deal looks like with them. See if they have knowledge about the the process. Um, see if they um, explain how they like to handle the process, how they like to handle uh, home inspection issues and and under tank sweeps and, uh, you know, uh, when a deal falls apart and just let them, you know, you're interviewing them, let them talk the 80% of the time 
and you absorb what they're saying. Decipher if, if what they're saying is legit and you're happy with it. Um, they may want you to talk more and there's going to be a part where you should talk. That's where I'm saying, you know, communicate uh, your motivation for buying and selling. That's important. You should communicate that. Um, but what you need to do is ask lots of questions, listen to their answers, and take notes. You know, there's nothing wrong with taking notes. Have a notepad, maybe have these questions already filled out. I think you should write out questions so you don't miss any. Uh, take notes. If, if, it, if it makes them feel uncomfortable, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, maybe just say, hey, listen, I'm going to ask some questions. I'm going to hit the recorder on my phone just so I remember what you said. And then you could just have a conversation and you could listen to it again as long as they're cool with it, you know. Um, so these are some of the things I think could help you when looking for an agent. Uh, please, please, please don't be a part of the 72%. Be a part of the other 28% or whatever. Um, interview more than one agent. Please don't. I, I just, I hate when I hear people say that they wouldn't use their agent again, or these are all the things that I disliked about my agent, and maybe I would use them again, I don't know. You you could you could kill a lot of that if you do a little work, maybe follow a few agents on social media, see how you like what they do, get to know them a little bit, but really get a feeling for who you're hiring. This is many times hundreds of thousands of dollars of investments. Your mortgage, at the end, you're paying even probably double that. Um, so take it seriously. I think if you do a little work up front and you build your team up front and you do a little work, maybe it's going to take you a week or two, but you build your team early, you're going to have a more pleasurable experience. You're going to trust your team. And when it's all said and done, you're just going to be a happy homeowner. So I hope this helps some of you out that are looking for an agent to buy or sell. Um, we're going to bring some agents on the show and they will give their two cents on different subjects. Um, but I just wanted to give my point of view on how I feel that you should possibly choose an agent and, um, you know, some things that uh, I think will help. So I would like to thank everybody for listening to the show. My name is Mikey T, Michael Anthony Timpani, as my mama named me. You can follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at First Timers Podcast Show. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at The Home Advisor Pro and follow my two companies, THS Home Advisors and FTJ Builders Inc. Celebrating 20 years this year. It's a huge, huge, um, like awesome thing for my brother and myself. 20 years in business this year. A link to all the websites can be found on our social sites. Please leave a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Share and subscribe to our weekly podcast. Message us with any questions or topics you may like to hear. And if you are a professional that could bring some value to our audience, please contact me. Together we can learn and grow. I love to end with a quote. This quote is by someone I just really started following lately. I was following him for a while. Now I'm listening to his audiobook. I, I kind of really like what he's doing. Grant Cardone, set goals that match your potential, not your ability. God bless everybody and have an amazing day.